Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time it is, wherever you are, I hope you're having a beautiful day. Thank you for tuning in to Teach a Man to Think, the podcast. All right, so today I really want to talk about Toastmasters. I don't know if you've ever heard about Toastmasters or if you know anything about it, you're a part of it, but it's this organization. They have it all over the world and it's structured in chapters. So there's different meetings, different chapters. Each chapter runs a little differently, but ultimately they have the same premise where their goal is to push people out of their comfort zone and to perfect their public speaking skills. So not only do you do speeches throughout your time and you build up different levels, different types of speeches, um, there's things called pathways and where you decide what kind of structure speech you want to be working on. And you do that. And the best part about that is not only that you're forced to go out there and speak publicly in front of people, but you actually get evaluated, which I really love because not only does it help the person that is being evaluated, but it actually helps the evaluator too. Because for me, evaluating other people negatively or giving them constructive criticism is something that has been a difficulty for me in the past. And I know that it's something that is imperative to people's growth. So the fact that this organization kind of forces you, so to speak, puts you in a situation where you have to evaluate others and also receive constructive criticism from your peers and knowing that that's what you're getting into and still doing it is just fascinating to me. And it's something that I've really been interested in for years. And finally, in Tampa, because we settled down a little bit, which we weren't settled at all um, for years. So here, I decided to check out a few chapters. I went to about three different ones, um, and I settled on one that I just fell in love with. I love the people. I felt the, the connection. I felt that I could grow there, but also be comfortable. Like It was a nice balance for me where I felt like I was joining a family, but there was enough push there for me and make me uncomfortable to help me grow to a better speaker. And for me, I have, I'll share with you a little bit of my speech experience. So growing up, I loved like just being on stage, being in front of people, being in front of the camera. Like as soon as I discovered a camera, I wanted to be either in front of it or behind it. I was either behind it narrating uh, videos or I was in front of it forcing my dad to take videos of me dancing or doing God knows what. And I also loved being in drama and chorus and performances. And I was just a really confident kid. And I remember my first official speech was in fourth grade. I won a speech writing contest. Well, I didn't win. I was a runner up. And on, I think the title or the subject was about prejudice. I can't tell you what I wrote, what I said, but apparently it was touching enough that out of how many students in the Brooklyn Elementary School, which was pretty big, um, I got runner-up. So I remember speaking, and I don't really remember being nervous for some reason in fourth grade. I don't think that my nerves began until I got older. I think when we're younger, we're a little more naive and in the best way possible. Like We just don't have an understanding of other people, and we don't think about what other people think of us. And it's a beautiful place to be. And really, I have been struggling and working on getting back to that place. Like, I'm not trying to become somebody I'm not. I'm trying to get back to my 10-year-old self because she was amazing. She was vibrant. She was hilarious. She was free. And I noticed myself changing as I got older, even on camera, behind camera. I got to the place where I didn't want to even be on camera. 
I didn't want to speak on camera. I got so shy. And then I ended up in law school and I was kind of forced to be in a situation where you have to speak all the time on the spot because in law school, there's a thing called the Socratic method where you learn by being asked questions on the spot without any preparation. That's the whole premise of the entire school and the program. And so you're constantly being put on the spot, which I think really helped me with being good on the spot and obviously being an attorney helped and all that stuff. But I got really good at just being impromptu, like impromptu speaking and just being off the cuff and not not preparing. But when it came to preparing, I would kind of freeze up. So I became a leader of multiple organizations in law school. And I'll definitely touch on that later because it is pretty interesting. But in a lot of those organizations, I had to give speeches. And I remember one of my speeches that I had to give was in front of 250 people. I was the vice president of this organization. And not only did I have to give a speech for 250 people, most of those were judges or the mayor was there. There was really prominent people from all over um, Philadelphia and New Jersey and it and my peers and my colleagues. And it was terrifying. And I wrote a speech and I remember like I'm a writer at heart also. Like I love to write. So for me, the writing part is easy. I love writing speeches. I love writing powerful, like moving pieces the problem comes with having to say it out loud. So that's really where I struggled because I had to give this speech and I remember my hand was shaking the entire time and I was sweating and I was shaking and I was so nervous and I talked so fast that I remember when I got off the stage after one of the most terrifying moments of my life, but of the biggest accomplishments of my life to that point. And I remember the only comment my mom said was like, wow, you talked really fast. (laughs) I was like, all right, thanks. That's typical mom. But um, yeah, she was right. I did. I talked really fast because I'm already a quick speaker. I think fast. I speak fast. I'm from New York. This is how we do things over there. All right. And so when I get nervous, I amp that up way up, way up. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I had to give a lot of speeches and anytime it was a prepared type of speech, I didn't do as well as I did when I was just speaking from my heart. And, you know, it could seem like a good quality to be able to just talk whenever, but it is a really good quality to be able to give speeches and be able to prepare because that is one thing that I need to work on. So that is why I got into Toastmasters because I really want to refine my speaking skills. I want to get to the point where I feel 100% comfortable reciting something that I wrote or reciting something that I prepared and actually taking the time to prepare it. I feel it's helping me work on my preparation skills, on my organization skills, on just the pressure of what it feels like to speak in front of an audience on something that you kind of worked on. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe when I feel like I'm not working on it, there's no there's no attachment to the result because I'm like, well, I didn't even try. But I guess when you kind of try that's when the feeling overcomes me and I become an overthinker and that's when it affects me. So speaking of Toastmasters, since I did sign up, I actually have my very first speech today in about an hour. It is called the icebreaker speech um, and everyone does it no matter what pathway you're on, you do the icebreaker speech as your first speech. And it's basically just a little way to get to know you. It's six minutes long. So 
I'm going to talk about where I'm from because where I'm from is a really long, convoluted answer. And I was inspired because when I was working, well, everywhere I was working, but lately, you know, my job before real estate, I was um, a fitness sales director. So I worked at the gym. So I met hundreds of people a day and I would just meet people over and over again. And then I'd go to these networking events for real estate and then for small business. And all the time people would ask, where are you from? And I'd be like, how much time do you have? Because that is not a simple answer. Like I can't just say New Jersey. I mean, I guess if people want the short answer, I could be like, oh, I'm from New Jersey, but it's so much deeper than that. So I think I'm going to do another episode, probably my next episode, reciting the speech that I created for Toastmasters um, to a a degree. Like I'm not going to do it completely. Maybe I'll say more because it's a podcast and I'm not like limited to six minutes. But I do want to share a little bit of the backstory, kind of like the general uh, timeline, and then we could dive into the details. So yeah, I just want to share about Toastmasters. If you're interested in sharpening your people skills, your uh, speaking skills, your just in general, your confidence, and you want a safe and com- comfortable and um, just a helpful environment, then definitely check out a local Toastmasters. You can go to meetings. You don't have to sign up right away. You can go to two meetings before you decide. And you could check out meetings all over. They even have online meetings. And it's just a cool thing just to experience even once. Like even if you go just once, check it out, do yourself a favor and get over the biggest fear that people have. Because as they say, I think people are scared of public speaking more than they are of death. Um, So once you conquer that, you could pretty much do anything. So yeah, that's just my little rant about Toastmasters because, well, I've been thinking about my speech, getting a little prepared, even though obviously it's about me. I don't need to prepare that much, but I thought I'd take a little break, make a podcast and yeah, here it is. So hope you enjoy that and I will catch you guys next time. Have a beautiful, beautiful day.